Hi guys, welcome back to episode 10 of Navigating Motherhood. We are on like part two of that book we were reading, The Five Low Languages of Children. And today, Gabby and I are going to go over the um, next two. Oh, Ellie is here with me. So if you hear, she might say, hey. Um, we're going to go over words of affirmation and quality time. So, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, Gabby, but when I was reading these books, I was, these chapters, it's just like, I know how to just parent Ellie better. Yeah. I, I, think, like, re- I just react to Yeah, her I think it's very, um, there's a lot of good key points in it, and I think it's very helpful, especially with her parents. Yeah, it, like, helps you look at the situation just through clearer glasses, you know? Ellie, no. Um, I mean, this is true motherhood, you know? She didn't, she skipped her nap for, like, the first hour. And then she finally fell asleep around two, but that just means she's not ready to go to bed till like eight thirty. That was me the probably. other day. <laughs> Ellie, say hello. Can you say hi? Hi. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, when your child's, we were talking about last week. When your child's emotional tank is empty, it's just, you can't really expect much out yeah. of them. Yeah. You know? Um, so, in the book, it says, the words of affection and endearment, words of praise and encouragement, words that give positive guidance, all say, I care about you. And this is the words of affirmation love language, for sure. I think I am words of affirmation. Like, I want to be reassured that, like, what I'm doing is, like, what I'm supposed to be doing. But also, when I'm working really hard, I want to mm-hmm. be acknowledged. Was there anything in this first chapter of Words of Affirmation that kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I like this story where she um, had all the kids write down something about one of the students. And the um, if I remember correctly... He ended up passing away, and he had it in his wallet the whole entire time. So it just shows that um, nice words, doesn't matter who it comes from, it's just very, um, it means a lot. Especially, you know, when you think about it kid-wise, it's important for them to hear mom and dad say, I love you, or you're doing a good job, or you're being a good boy or a good girl. So that's really important. Yeah, I thought that story was kind of crazy, too. Like, what they did was they all wrote something nice about their classmate on their classmate's Mm -hmm. piece of paper. And then the teacher helped put them all on one page for each student. And I think it's crazy that he carried that. Did it say what what grade they were in? Were they in high school? Middle school. Middle school. And he carried it from middle school all the way through yeah. the army. And that's just, yeah, you're exactly right. It shows how powerful yeah. the words are. Well, it also Amazing. shows, too, that words um, that are hurtful or those stick with you, too. So. Yeah, especially if you are words <laughs> of affirmation because you're only. Because the words of affirmation, it's just 
you're acknowledging their behavior with words. So whether that's good or bad, you're still Mm -hmm. doing that. So you have to be careful to not always, you know, always tell them like what not to do instead. You can do that. Mm -hmm. Obviously you have to, but like also don't forget to tell them the good things they're doing as well. Going off that topic, they said there's something in here um, to give the right message in the right manner. So it's like the goal is to catch your child doing something good and then condemn him or Mm -hmm. her for it. So like the end result is going to be worth it because the direction that guides your child and his moral and ethical development will be you telling him these good Mm -hmm. things or her. Another thing I thought when they were saying, um, like, you don't have to say, don't do this, don't do that a lot. They mentioned that in here um, on page 52 when they say, like, don't lie, don't hit your sister, don't cross the street, don't eat too much candy. And then, you know, as they get older, like, don't drink and drive, don't get pregnant, don't smoke, don't experiment with drugs. Um, They're all good warnings, but hardly enough direction to build a meaningful Mm -hmm. life. So it says, to be sure, um, prohibition is part of parental guidance, but it should never be the only element. So, like, maybe giving them a more positive, like, spin on it or, like, meaningful purpose might help these these children, these childs. Why help these children not do the things you don't yeah. want them to do? Like, maybe when it says, like, okay, so don't lie. You can just talk about how honesty is important. So you can say, like, me and, like, let's say me and Timmy are talking to Ellie. And we're like, she asks us, like, why do we love each other? It's like, well, we have this trust in each other. And we have honesty. And we always tell each other the truth. And so that gets across, like, don't lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought that was interesting. Just different ways to put more positive yeah. spins on things, you know? Like, maybe, yeah. Like, maybe with, like, don't get pregnant. Instead, you know, saying, like, what God says about sex in the Bible and like you know sex should be saved for someone you really really love and you want to start a family with and if you're going to start a family with someone you typically marry them and blah 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 obviously we're not all saints here we all know my story but um but yeah like I think mama my mom and dad always did more of a positive spin on it I'm not trying to blame nobody but Anyway, um, they also say that words like I love you should stand alone. So you don't want to try to pair like and like you want them to know you truly love them. So you're really only going to say like, let them know I love you. Yeah. But blah, 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 maybe, you know, like you have to be careful with that word. Because you don't want it to say something off of it. Like, I love you. Will you please do yeah. this for me? I love you. Can you stop crying? You know, because then it's just going to cancel yeah. 
each other off. Yeah, it says it dilutes the theme of love. Yeah. Do you have anything else that has popped out in this chapter here? I mean, I like I said, that story I thought was I liked just because it goes to show, like I said, positive words mean a lot, but also negative words can mean a lot too. And then the other thing that really important is yeah. that you can preach all day long to your kids, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, um, don't bully other kids, but you have to be a good role model. You can't be doing that and have your kids see you. Now, I all have drinks yeah. but you know you can't tell your kids don't get intoxicated and then so i think that's you know words of aff- words of affirmation are super super important but like he said you know you have to i guess live by that as well you can't you know like you said say i love you well can you go do this and you can't say hey don't smoke and then pop a cigarette so i think a lot of it too is like all yeah i don't know i just think it's really helpful to kind of read it and put it into perspective yeah, I mean, there's a sto- another story at this part, and they say, like, they implemented these changes on trying to love him in his love language, which was um, that words of affirmation. And they said, he's a completely different kid, but maybe it's because we're different mm-hmm. parents. And so that, that puts exactly what you just said. You have to be yeah. a role model. And you have to follow these things if you expect your yeah. kid to do them. And each kid you will know? be. You have to Absolutely. like. Just because you parented this kid this way, your next one might be totally different. One might be words of affirmation. The other one might be like quality time. So I think it just. Everything's oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. The mom group that I go and hang out with in Matt Toon at the library, the one that gave me this book. Um, her first one is words of affirmation. You can just tell him that he's being a good leader or remember, let's be good leaders and let's stay in line. And he's on it. He is like, you tell me what to do, how to do it, and that I'm doing it great all day long. But her daughter is physical touch. So she could care less if you tell her Oh, honey, good job coloring yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, not really, but she does not need that much. She doesn't need words of affirmation as much as she she needs those hugs, cuddles, yeah. kisses. So, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Every kid is different. Um, so the changes that these parents made. So if you notice that your child is words of affirmation... Some of these things that they did was they started off with comments about what they liked about him and kind of left it left it at that. Very concrete. Um, they wanted to make like a clear message that they care about him. They love him. They mm-hmm. like him, you know. Um, the next thing they did, they would not tie any words of affirmation to a suggestion. So just like... You're strong, so you should be playing yeah. football. Because that was kind of the problem. The kid was, like, not wanting to do sports, but they wanted him mm-hmm. to be active, you know. So instead, like, you should just say, you know, you're strong. Like, I'm really proud of you for working hard. Like, you're strong, you know. Yeah. And then leave it. Leave it alone. Ellie, there you go. There's words of affirmation. <laughs> you're okay. Oh, did you... 
you know, like at the end of each chapter, they do like what the children mm-hmm. say. Did you remember reading about the um, the little boy who is 10 and he's been in foster homes like all his life? Do you no. remember reading what did that it, one? What did that one say? It's on page 56. Oh my gosh. So he says, for the past eight months, he's lived with Doug and Betsy, his fourth set of foster parents. When he was asked if they genuinely loved him, he said they did. So they asked him why. And he quickly said, because they don't yell at me, they don't scream at me. My last far- oh. my last foster parents yelled and screamed all the time. They treated me like trash. Doug and Betsy treat me like a person. And I know I have lots of problems, but I know that they love me. So, like, all he needed to do was, like, not be yeah. yelled and screamed at, you know? To feel loved. And I catch myself yelling at Ellie sometimes. And I'm just like, I sound terrible. Yeah. And she's two. Like, why am I screaming yeah, at her? Yeah, but I think every parent goes through that. And I think it's totally normal, especially when you're at your, like, wit's end and you're... Because we use so... I know yeah. being moms, especially staying home, we are with them 24 hours a day, every day a week. And it's just so easy oh, to yeah. be like, oh, like, stop. <laughs> Freaking Rowan's 10 months old. Like, leave me alone. And oh, she's yeah. sitting there like, bouncing up and... <laughs> Crawling behind me. Yeah. Like a little spider. Like, leave yes, me alone. Oh, no. I... Yeah. You have to oh, give yeah. yourself grace. Like... The fact that, like, afterwards I caught myself and said, I need a minute. Like, I need a break before. You know, that's that's good. You can screw up. We're humans. Yeah. We're going to screw up. We're going to yell at our kids. We're going to call them names. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to come out. Um, but when you catch yourself, you give yourself your break, and you come back looking at it from a different perspective. You know, it's okay. It's all part. We're learning too, just as much as yeah. the kids are learning. Again? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do again? Hello? Ellie? Hi. Hey, why don't you go drink your milk? Where's your milk? Me? Go get your milk and drink it. Anyway. Oh, it says for children whose primary love language is words of affirmation. Nothing is more important than the sense of being loved than to hear parents and other adults verbally affirm affirm them. So if your child is affirmation of words of affirmation, then you need to just tell them you love them. You're proud of them. All the things, which I know we all as moms do, but we can't let it slip. We got to keep doing it. And again, these books come with, like, charts that say if your child's love language is this, then they give you all these little tips. So it's still worth getting this book, even if you listen to our podcast about it, you know? Is there anything else on words of affirmation, do you think? Not that I can remember. Okay. Let's move on to quality time. This one is also one of my love languages, Mine as well. for sure. Did anything resonate with you on this quality uh, time? Yeah, the chapter? beginning with the uh, mom, Kate, and the daughter. I think a lot of times I do this, especially with like when I'm cleaning or if I'm like, 
on my phone. It's really easy to focus on what you're doing and not because I could easily get in there and play with her. She's at the age right now where it's not as I mean, she doesn't really know, but I feel like as she gets older, it's easy as a parent to kind of be like, go play, go, go do this. I'm doing something right now. And looking at it from after reading this, it's really easy to lose track of time. And then you're like, oh my gosh, she's turning one. I I missed out on so much. And I think it's just important to, with quality time, if, even if your kid's not, it's so, so important and healthy for the relationship between you and your kid to read a book together, to watch a movie together, to eat popcorn together. I don't know. It's just so, like, I think quality time, like I said, even if it's not their um, love language, it's so, so, so important. Like, I can't even stress that enough. And reading this really, um, really highlights that, too. Yeah, I totally was reading this and thinking, this is Ellie. Like, she does this to me, and she'll, what? She'll um, run after me and throw herself on the floor because I won't play something with her when I'm trying to cook dinner or do this or that. And I'm like, Ellie, go play or go watch your show Why mommy does this. And I think, okay, if I just give her 15 minutes of uninvited attention of us doing something, then she'll leave me alone to go do something else. Like she will, if I get her playing for like 15 minutes, she'll play and then she'll move on and play by herself while I go get something done. So I've been trying to like be, like keep this in my mind and, you know, use it as a tool so that I can get things done or like I can get ready for the day or, you know, but yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. So that, that's exactly what it says. It's like, if Kate had given Ella 15 minutes of quality time before she started paying her bills, you know, doing what she needed to do, she probably could have done her work in peace. Like, when a child's love tank is empty and attention is the only thing that will fill it, that child will go to almost any length to get what she wants, even, mm-hmm. you know, if it's negative yeah. attention. So. And it also. Uh, so it also says, like. No, you go oh, ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Because I think I jumped pages. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it says like much, um, a lot of childhood, like misbehavior is an attempt to get more time with mom and dad, even negative yeah. attention. You know, what I just said, negative attention seems better mm-hmm. than no attention. Anyways, go well, ahead. it also talks to, because I know sometimes, you know, especially when you're home alone and you have the kids or kid or kids, it's hard to even if it's 15 minutes, you can sometimes think like, oh my gosh, I don't have 15 minutes to spare. But it also talks to about like planning out quality time, taking like a mini vacation with your family or reading a story yeah. or just like any that. little thing. You can like plan it out and say, hey, mommy's doing this right now. But in 15 minutes, I'm like you said, I'm going to come and we'll play blocks or I don't know. Like it's just, just so, so important. Yeah, I saw that. They're like, you know, planning your planning your meal times, you know, so you like everybody sits at the dinner table for dinner and yeah. they eat together. Then they say like overnight trips. You know, they also say. Um, this is simply riding along in the car as mom and dad run errands or drives to a soccer game can result in in quality conversations. <laughs> so it's just 
creating those open moments to have like deep conversations with your kids. Um, they did talk about, um, like do when you read a book to your child, when you put them down for Mm -hmm. bed, um, obviously when they become teenagers, they don't need you to read them a bedtime Mm -hmm. story, you know, but if you're used to going in there, saying goodnight, doing a routine, eventually that routine is going to turn into quality time to have a conversation, you know? Oh my gosh. I've had so many conversations with my mom that like, were like, you know, life changing things going on in my high school life that we all talked about right before we go to bed. It's important. And so, yeah, it is. So read that book to your kid before they put them to bed because then as teenagers, they're going to want to talk to you. I've always talked to my mom. Like, I haven't you? (laughs) I love it. Sometimes like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Okay, so it says the most important factor in quality time in itself is that you're doing something together or it's not that you're doing something together it's that you are together so it could be playing catch it could be sitting on the floor um rolling a ball back and forth it could be you know why the baby's crawling you stand on one end of the room and you're like come here bro come crawl to me and then she's like yeah i'm coming and like you know or like even if like you're talking to a friend she's on your lap and she's like in the conversation she thinks she is anyway even that like she's joined in that conversation that open quality conversation yeah and it mentioned too like with um the quality time a lot of times you can have quality time if you're playing a game or you have to make sure you're in tuned you're not on your phone or you're not watching tv as you're sitting here talking how was your day at school and you're like focused on like the show that's on right that's important too because it's great for spending quality time but it can also be are you really <laughs> spending quality time or are you like do you really want to yeah. know how my day at school was or yeah, so that- yeah that's what it says like positive eye contact yeah. in the book it says to have that eye contact um because that shows that you're invested in this person in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it also says, like, studies have shown that most parents use eye contact to primarily, um, in primarily negative ways. So, like, you know, when you're mad, you, like, don't look at your husband because he pissed you off, yeah. you know? So you just ignore him. It's like, why do we do that? Like, we just need to talk about it. Um, but it says, like, you know, you need to look at your child with loving eyes so that they don't think that your gaze is going to be negative every mm-hmm. time. You know, we should use eye contact as, like, to show love and that kind of stuff. Um, it really hit me when it said, so if you give... Loving looks only when your child is pleasing you. You are falling into the trap of conditional love, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. It says that can damage your child's personal growth. Oh. I hate when they are so like, ugh, they use the word damage. Yeah. And it's like, 
I want to throw up right now. Like, I can damage my child, like, just because I don't look at her enough, you know? But, you know, you're supposed to take that with a grain of salt, you know? Like, it's just so you know the importance of loving your child in these love languages, you know? So, look at your child at all times with loving eyes. So we don't damage them. <laughs> Scary, right? I, I don't know. And it also said too that the um, what the children say it had on there that Bethany. She's like, I know my folks, folks. I feel like that's like so like my folks. I know my folks love me because they do things with me. So it just like I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more important to the kids than we really lead on to it to be that. That's like something that they really look forward to so and when you spend time quality time you're creating memories oh yeah you know like that i mean we remember so much of like family time growing up of things we did together even like cousins you know yeah tap dancing in the kitchen or you know being dumb like yeah but like we, you know, when you you make memories, like those are what sticks to you. And so I think back of someone's asked me, like, "Did you think your mom and dad like loved you? Like why?" I was like, "Well, I have so many great memories yeah. of us doing things together." Absolutely. Yeah. Um. There was one thing that you said that reminded me of something. So hold on, let me find it. It does talk about, oh, okay, before doing this quality time. So it, it needs to be beneficial for the mom or dad, as t- you know, too. Yeah. We don't want to just, if we don't have a full emotional tank, how are we supposed to fill our child's, you know? Yeah. So it does talk about, you know, preparing yourself, getting yourself ready to be there for that 15, 20, 30, whatever minutes to have that. Um, quality time with your kids. Like, if you need to go drink your Diet Coke, Gabby, in the bathroom for <laughs> 20 minutes before you do any quality time with Rowan, I think that's fine. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. You know? It is. Yeah. You have to give yourself self-care for yourself, too. And I think this is also a good book. Even if you don't have kids, marriage, or with your husband, oh, yeah. boyfriend, all that good stuff. Well, there's a five love languages for the adult book as well. Yeah. Not just this kid one. I have that one, too. Oh, hey. Timmy just got home. Hi, Timmy. Um, Gabby says hello. Bye. Okay, I think that's all for quality time that I have. Gabby, do you have anything else? I think we hit everything. Yeah, so again, it gives that gives you if you get the book, it gives you you know different ways to spend quality time with your child um, at different ages. And yeah. I think quality time is just like it's hard to do. I could only imagine when you're a working mom, the stories they've shared in this book like 
their child starts acting out in class and you like don't know why, but then you realize you went back to work full time versus being a stay at home mom. Like that's hard for everybody in the house. You know, that transition of a mom going from being home to a job, you know? So not only does she have to plan out her day for work, she has to schedule time to hang out with her babies and make sure that they get enough quality time like I really I can't wait to talk to a working mom and just to pick their brain you know about how they are sane themselves and then still keeps their household running you know yeah I think a lot of people get it like misconstrued oh you get a break but you're at work it's not a break and then you come home and you're still working right so yeah that would yeah I and then give them you thoughts. know absolutely it's not easy yeah man so it makes me look if I ever do go back to work like you know whenever when it just shows like when you stop having all this time with your child I don't know if you've like left Rowan at your mom's and then come home get her and then she like is terrible all the next day i don't know if that's happened to you but ellie's was like i'll pick her up and she'll have all these behaviors yeah and i'm like what is her deal like i want to snuggle and hug her but she's making it really hard to want to snuggle her because she's throwing these fits well it's because she is so used to being with me 24 7 yeah that she misses out on that quality time and she's has these behaviors because of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, balancing that will be hard. But reading this book feels like I'm getting equipped with all the tools I'll need yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. 100%. All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and end it. So, the next podcast, let's see, we'll be covering... Gifts. Gifts and acts of service i think yes is it yeah okay next time our podcast will cover acts of service and gifts which i'm really excited about the acts of service one too so okay thank you all for listening and we will see you back next time Bye.